after years of seeing my music teacher friends teach like their hair's on fire only to end up exhausted and frustrated, I thought, my people need something so they don't have to write lesson plans from scratch. So I created the Storybook Spotlight Club, which you definitely should get. Included in every month's lesson plan is a theme storybook lesson of each month to save you hours of time and take the guesswork out of using storybooks in your classroom. A movement lesson to go with it a PowerPoint presentation to use to keep your students actively engaged, a video tutorial of how to use the lesson plan, and a once-a-month live Q&A with me to answer any questions or solve any challenges you might have had when you use this lesson plan. The best part, it's only nine bucks. I mean, your Starbucks and a muffin costs more than that. So if you want to find out more about the Storybook Spotlight Club, go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash book club. See you there. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. He's a happy music teacher. Are you an elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed? I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. Today we're going to be talking about spring activities because spring has all kinds of great moments in it. We've got things like Easter. We've got spring itself. We've got all the, I mean, you can talk about um, baby animals. You can talk about um, plants growing. You can talk about the life cycle of a plant or a flower or something like that. You can talk about you know, all of the things that happen in spring, picnics and bumblebees and grass growing and all kinds of good things. So what I thought is I have a selection, a stack of storybooks for you. First one is called Gotcha. This is written by Gail Jorgensen and illustrated by Carrie Argent. And this is all about a bear who is chasing a bumblebee that is invading his picnic. Right in the middle of Bertha Bear's party, just as she was about to cut the cake. A big black beastly fly. Oh, not a not a bee, a fly. I forgot. Buzzed up her nose, buzzed in her ear, flew up her nose, walked on her pie, and dive bombed her seven-layer birthday cake. Gotcha, cried Bertha. So one of the things that starts coming back in the, in the spring is um, uh, bugs. So uh, this is kind of a cute one. Um, I like to use this one for, you can use it for instrument exploration with your ORF instruments because we've got buzz and flew up her nose and walked on her pie. And then um, the the fly goes off and she runs to try to catch the fly. So, but run and run and run and run and 
You've also got gotcha, which is a loud word. So that's kind of a good way to do that one. And they run and they run on wobbly legs. And um, gotcha is loud. So again, um, missed. And then I like to just do over the, wob the wobbly rocks. On and on they went. And then they're all tired. So they have a rest. You can talk about rest. And bzzz, went the fly at the end. So lots of good opportunities in this book. And I also like to, every time they miss the fly, they say, gotcha. I go, miss me, miss me. Now you got to kiss me. So, or you could do, missed me, missed me. Like that. Because, you know, they love that kind of thing. So if you go like, blah, 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 I wouldn't do, because then, you know, you're spreading germs. But, um. Missed me, missed me, or missed me, missed me. Now you gotta kiss me. Then we have this one. This is called In the Tall, Tall Grass by Denise Fleming. And you know, the grass starts growing again any place where, um, except for Florida and maybe Houston, probably the grass is still green. Um, but outside my door, it's brown. So we have, um, the bumblebees in the tall, tall grass. Crunch, munch, caterpillars lunch. So the caterpillars are coming out too, right? Dart, dip, hummingbird, sip. Hummingbirds are more summer, but we can still talk about them. Strum, drum, bees, hum. And every time you turn the page, in the tall, tall grass. Crack, snap, wings, flap. The birds are starting to come back because it's spring, right? I know it's not spring yet, but soon. Full tug, ants lug. In the tall, tall grass. Slip, slide, snakes glide. In the tall, tall grass. So what we like to do with this one is you use your orf instruments and you go from um, up to down. So in the tall, tall grass. And you can talk about up and down. So that one is great for that. Then we have Little Rabbit Fufu. And probably you know that song. Little Rabbit Fufu hopping through the forest, scooping up the field of mice and bopping them on the head. Down came the good fairy. And she said, Little rabbit foo-foo, I don't want to see you scooping up the field mice and popping them on the head. I'll give you three chances. One, two, three. Then I'm going to turn you into a goon. So some of the things that I like to do with this is, first of all, I read it. And we talk all about bunnies, right? And these are kind of funny illustrations. The rabbit is not cute, we'll just say. He rides through the forest, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. We read through the whole story. We talk about the illustrations, the pictures, all that good stuff. And then we do some things with the song. So one of the things that I like to do is we use our orph instruments and we hop, 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 hop. Little rabbit foo-foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. When we get to bopping them, I like to use a vibra slap and uh, bopping them on the head. 
down came the good fairy. You can have all of the instruments go from high to low with a glissando. You know they love to do glissandos anyway. So you do four of those. And she said, and then little rabbit foo-foo, I don't want to see you scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head with your vibra-slap. I'll give you three chances, and then I like to use finger symbols. One, two, three. So one kid gets the finger symbols. One person gets the vibra slap. Um, and then I'm going to turn you into a goon. Now, for the goon, I have done lots of different things with that. Um, one of my favorite things is just to have the kids explore the instruments. And we're set up in C pentatonic for this one. Or you could set up an F pentatonic. Um, another thing you can do is you can have the instruments like the lower instruments, the lower ORF, playing the accompaniment. If you don't have ORF instruments, I would say try and use um, rhythm sticks. That's another good way to go. Then we have the listening walk by Paul Showers, illustrated by Aliki. And this little girl goes on a listening walk. I like to take walks. I take walks with my father and our dog. Our dog is called Major. He is an old dog and he doesn't walk very fast. Are you hearing already? We can walk slowly with our orf instruments or with our rhythm sticks or whatever. We go down the street and we do not talk. My father puts his hands in his pockets and thinks. Major walks ahead and sniffs. I keep still and listen. I call this a listening walk. On a listening walk, I do not talk. I listen to all the different sounds. I hear many different sounds when I do not talk. So she goes through and she hears Major's toenails, twick, twick, twick. She hears her uh, father's shoes, dup, 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 dup. She hears... The lawnmower goes zoom. So she hears all kinds of sounds. So we go through the book. We talk about the different sounds she hears. And then what I like to do is I like to take a listening walk with my students. I have a worksheet that I will link to that you can pick up. And the worksheet will... Um, so you have three different stops, and I always think about where we're going to stop. I like to stop at three stops around the school that are, first of all, safe, that are, second of all, stops where they're going to hear different things. So one might be in the back of the school where we can hear the students, and one might be near um, where you can hear street noise, and one might be more silent so you can hear nature, that sort of thing. And then we go back in. We, we write down like sounds we hear, and then we go back in and we get into groups. And within our groups, we um, talk about what we heard and each student gets to write down one thing that they heard and they get to make it into a rhythm. So for example, thwop, 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 or maybe you hear the sprinklers, chicka, 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 chicka. Um, so you write down four different things and then they pick instruments that they can play and they make a whole like each person gets to either do their instrument. They can combine them all together 
And so, so that is a good project to do. That usually takes mm, probably about three weeks by the time you get the whole thing done. But it's a great project and my students have always loved it. Next, we have bringing the rain to Kapiti Plain. And I say rain because lots of people have lots of rain at this time of the year. So um, let me read just a little bit of this. This is a good one for older kiddos. This is the great Kapiti Plain, all fresh and green from African rains, a sea of grass for the ground birds to nest in, and patches of shade for wild creatures to rest in, with acacia trees for giraffes to browse on and grass for herdsmen to pasture their cows on. But one year the rains were so very belated that all of the big wild creatures migrated. Then Kipot helped to end that terrible drought and this story tells how it all came about. This is the cloud all heavy with rain that shadowed the ground on Kapiti Plain. This is a cumulative story. This is the grass all brown and dead that needed the rain from the cloud overhead. The big back cloud with all the heavy rain that shadowed the ground on Kapiti Plain. And you've got a repeating pattern that you can um, you could write a rhythm or a melody to. These are the cows all hungry and dry who mooed for the rain to fall from the sky to green up the grass all brown and dead that needed the rain from the cloud overhead. The big black cloud all heavy with rain that shadowed the ground on Kapiti Plain. And this one is cumulative, so that means that it keeps building. Um, so the first step is the, um, the cloud, then we have the grass, then we have the cows, then we have keypot, and then we have the eagle feather, and then we have the arrow. And um, what I've done here is I've assigned each group, or each, each item, an instrument. So the cloud is glockenspiels, the grass is the maraca, um, the cow's mooing is the triangle, keypot is the crow sounder, the eagle feather is a cake pan. I like to use a metal cake pan. It's a, um, a bunt pan. Um, the arrow poosh, is the xylophone, the bow twang is the vibra slap, and the shot boom is the drum. So um, that is just all of the things. So that's another good one that we can use. Then we have... A frog in a bog. And this is a good one because, you know, there's lots of frogs in the springtime. There's a frog on the log in the middle of the bog. A small green frog on a half-sunk log in the middle of the bog. He flicks one tick as it creeps up a stick. One tick in the belly of a small green frog on a half-sunk log in the middle of the bog. And the frog grows a little bit bigger. So my melody is, and the frog grows a little bit bigger. And each time he gets bigger, we do a tremolo on our instrument. I allow them, I set it up in F pedatonic, and I allow them to pick their own two keys and they tremolo. And then we can talk about playing softly by bouncing low, playing medium by bouncing medium, playing loudly by bouncing um, high. And so as he's growing bigger, we can talk also about crescendo. So this is another cumulative story that you could assign instruments to as well. Then we have a little quack. Little quack is a baby duckling. And the baby duckling, splish, splish, splash, splosh. 
I'm going swimming in the pond today and no mama, no, I'm too scared. There are three different repeating patterns. So mama duck had five little ducklings, whittle waddle, piddle puddle, and little quack. They all lived together in a nice soft nest. But even mama's littlest duckling was not so little anymore. It's time to leave the nest, she said one day. Come on, little ducklings, mama called. Paddle on the water with me. Paddle on the water with me. The little five little ducklings squeezed in close. No, mama, no, they cried. We're too scared. No, mama, no, we're too scared. So that's a repeating pattern. You can do it, mama said. I know you can. No ducklings in the pond. Splish! Look, she cried. Whittle felt very brave and jumped into the pond. Then four little ducklings snuggled close in the nest. Come, little ducklings, Mama called again. Paddle on the water with me. No, Mama, no. We're too scared. So it goes on and on until all the ducklings are in the pond, including little quack. And you can do a lot with those repeating patterns where you um, give them a, a rhythm and each uh, they each one of them can play a different um, sorry, each one of them can play a different instrument. So that's good for repeating patterns. Finally, we have the night before Easter. And this is because I know there are some people who are allowed to celebrate Easter. Maybe you're in a um, school where you're like a church school or something like that. Um, so this is kind of a cool one. Or maybe you're just allowed to do it. I know this is something we could do in Alabama because you know, people celebrate Easter here and most people celebrate Easter. Twas the night before Easter, just before dawn, not a creature was stirring out on the lawn. Our baskets were set on the table with care in hopes that the Easter bunnies soon would be there. Sister and I were tucked snug in our beds while visions of jelly beans danced in our heads. Then out in the barn, the hens made such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter, when what to my curious eyes should appear but a big fuzzy rabbit with a crook in his ear. He walked on two legs, which I thought was quite funny. No rabbit could do that except Easter Bunny. He sniffed at a pansy, a tulip, a rose, jumped over a shovel, a rake, and a hose. Then up to our house in just a few hops, he came bearing lolly chocolates and striped lollipops. Now, this rabbit moves a bunch of different ways. So you could do instrument exploration with either orph instruments or you could do with, um, you know, it might be fun to put out a whole bunch of your instruments in like an instrumentarium and do that where they get to walk around and they play um uh, run and run and run and and jump 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 with hands together run and run and with alternating hands you could also read this and have them play either um pat on their laps or do a golf clap or they could play on the orf instruments bum 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 something like that and as you're reading because it does have a rhythm so that is something else you can do with it so let me give you a quick review. Gotcha by Gail Jorgensen. In the Tall Tall Grass by Denise Fleming. Little Quack by Lauren Thompson. A Frog in the Bog by Karma Wilson and Joan Rankin. Bringing the Rain to Kapiti Plain by Verna 
Ardema? I don't know. The Listening Walk by Paul Showers. Little Rabbit Foo-Foo by Michael Rosen and Arthur Robbins, or Robins. And then The Night Before Easter by Natasha Wing. So those are my spring storybooks for you to take a look at. If you got some great tips and tidbits that are going to help you become a happy music teacher, I would be so thankful if you'd leave me a review. Thanks so much for your time. Well, that's all I have for you today. But before I go, let me remind you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you.